Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. All right, welcome to On the Record with Kevin and Tiffany. Tiffany and Kevin. On 9.30 a.m., The Answer, home of conservative talk radio. Our politics is unapologetically uh, B1, black first, and our political party is Republican, and our identity, right, is rooted in the heritage of ADOS, FBA1. That is the American descendants of the formerly enslaved and black first. It's a mouthful, isn't it? That's your mouth. Food, <laughs> I always got your little agenda. To All right. I do have an agenda. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Right. You know, it is the, you know, the, uh, the 20, what the election is coming up. We got uh DeSantimonious and uh, Trump about to go to jail. <laughs> Donald about to go to jail. Trump uh, running right now. Right. So big thing to avoid this year. Right. That I'm tr- we're trying to encourage people, especially those of us who have identities. Right. Uh, to all of my white Republicans, let's avoid slogans. And to all of my B1s, let's avoid slogans. What do I mean by that? So here lately, the term woke. I've heard the sanctimonious say woke. Woke politics, woke this, woke that. And nobody knows what the heck woke We've means. We've even heard people who wrote books on woke. <laughs> what was Not that kid's no. name? What's your name? Uh, Bethany. Mean, oh, yeah. She's trying to come out, you know, against wokeness and she hasn't even defined what it is that she means by that don't if you're going to get get quagmired in all of this at least know what it is you're trying to to say about it and that's exactly what it is it's a quagmire because oh bethany uh, mandel she wrote a book on wokeness and couldn't define it when she was on the hill and this is important i'm highlighting this for a reason right is that people will use slogans to draw attention away from what's actually going on mm-hmm. that's the purpose of this don't get caught up in a slogan you and i were in a meeting a couple weeks ago right and someone came in uh and it was predominantly african-american right ados people and someone came in with uh, with a slogan that that really stirred a lot of people emotionally, right, in regards to what was happening politically in Texas. And I was like, whoa, hold on, right? Someone's trying to stir me emotionally, so let's figure out what specifically is going on here, mm-hmm. right? Because anytime somebody's trying to move you with emotion, especially in the political arena, anytime somebody is trying to move you with an emotional argument, it is generally to smoke screen something else that's going on that's right in front of your face yeah. as well. And you've got to look at the specifics because when you look at topic, when you look at topic specifics, right? Americans, no matter what they identify as, would generally rally around common sense solutions, right? So when people use, let's talk about that word woke, right? And we're old enough to remember, I remember in 2012 or 2014 is when that term first came out. Mm-hmm. And what it originally meant was, hey, keep stay woke. Be aware that there is racist things that are happening. Cops are killing people because of race, right? Uh, that was, there are systemic injustices. There are, there are real life specific issues going on so stay woke to that i mean keep your eyes open. keep your eyes open realize right? that this exists and and how are you going to deal with it how do we deal with it within the system that exists right now so we're gonna we're gonna take that term and, and spin it on his head so my uh my uh exaltation to people is to stay woke my republican brothers let's stay woke right to what's really going on right and so uh, a lot of people are using that term uh, to uh, diminish something or to stir us uh, in a particular way. I think woke is a new uh, Black Lives Matter uh, term, right? Whereas uh, Democrats use BL, Black Lives Matter to stir people up uh, in regards to injustice, right? Republicans are using it to stir people into this reactionary politics, which we are notorious for. Uh, in that mm. sense. Right. So uh, my 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 alteration is uh, <laughs> alteration. <laughs> Admiration is for Republicans uh, to stay woke and aware of specific things. Right. Dig down. And what are the specific policies? It wasn't wokeism that caused Ohio. But that's mm. the term that they they're using to try to baffle us right now. 
right? Uh, that soil, remember we were talking about that. Let's digress a little bit. Remember they were saying uh, President Biden hadn't come to Palestine, Ohio yet, right? And I told you, you and I were talking about it. And I said, I bet you that soil is toxic beyond mm-hmm. measure. Mm-hmm. And he's not, and his, mm-hmm. his security is not going to let him go there. Oh, no, it's not toxic beyond measure. It's toxic and measurable. <laughs> and that is the smoke screen to throw up there. Hey, let's not measure too deeply on this. Correct. Let's have people pay attention to other things. See, I'm not one for any of these slogans. I'm not one for any of them. I'm one for solutions. So the lives of the people in Palestine matter as much as the lives of the people over in Jackson. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with the same thing right now because of two different reasons, but they're dealing with water insecurity. But we'll use slogans to bamboozle people, right? But we we use slogans to divide people. Mm -hmm. We use slogans. And and I'm not going to say we. I don't use slogans. They use slogans. And Mm -hmm. and the they varies. It's, you know, different groups are using these slogans to divide. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it is in the best interest of whoever's throwing throwing it out there to uh, cause that level of division. Yeah, so we're so we'll get divided, right? One of the things that that the Democrats did was, I think it was Buttigieg who said, oh, "We're concerned with the number of white people on these uh, construction sites." What does that have to do with the with a hill of beans, right? Has nothing to do with that. That that was the issue that they want to throw out and divide people by is that it's an issue related to uh, the number of people on a work site. Right. Versus, hey, in uh, Palestine, Ohio, there is actually pollution that is in the soil now that is going to impact a group of people in ways that we can't even fathom right now in terms of their health, uh, cancer uh, and those types of things there. Right. Mm-hmm. So and then it's the, going to have long term effects. It's going to have long term huge to, effects to <laughs> divide people along lines that that are are simply designed to cause emotion. Yep, and take our eyes off of this devastation that is being perpetuated and, and has the potential of happening over and over again. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do to stop it from happening over and over again, to change this system from what from the system that it is right now that that helped to create? This? Yeah. So part of that would have to be a changing in how decisions are being made in regards yes. to what gets what gets uh, what happens there in terms of of the trains that go through small cities. Right. Yeah. Do you base that decision on uh, on a financial decision? Right. Or do you base it on the quality of life that people have rather than answer those types of questions? They'd rather come with uh, t- they'd rather come with slogans such as woke. That's the big term over and over again in the party. Well, when you get people that stirred up emotionally, they they tend to focus on the emotion and not the policy that needs to change. Correct. And not the the real work of making the change that needs to occur. And that's what what that's why you don't hear me using all these slogans because uh history should be be taught as history. Yep. Policy needs to be changed in regards to these trains. It's not acceptable to have over 800 uh, derailments when you know that things like better braking systems exist and can be implemented. Mm -hmm. When you know that something as simple as giving people one extra day off to decompress could help. There's there's evidence-based data that says that... uh, Relaxation is very important, and it doesn't take a lot on the investment side, on the dollar investment side, to do right by the human being. We know all of these things, but but there's work involved. But if I give you slogans, I can bamboozle you and not answer or address those issues. That's right. I can can run the news cycle with you until this gets boring. And no policy changes. So all my people. Policy changes time. Yeah. So all of my Republican friends. Right. Let's not be bamboozled by slogans. So and I want to use a slogan. The sanctimonious is using. Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's a play on words. Right. For for you guys there. Mm -hmm. So uh, it is 
be aware of the slogans and let's look at the specific policies, right? Which is one of the things that right now that's being used. It was used really big time at, at CPAC. I avoid woke. So let's talk about focus specifics. On focus on specific policies that we want to address and not the slogans. Because right now in the Republican Party, uh, the word anti-woke, woke, et cetera, is being uh, just used to the point where it feels like it's an Obama meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where change has come, right? Where now mm-hmm. people are standing up for anti-woke. Well, what does anti-woke mean? Right well, right now? we don't even know what anti-woke yeah, we means. We don't even know we're what writing, it means. We're writing books about anti-woke and can't define it when, when we get hit in the face with the question of a simple Simple question, what does woke mean to you? Can't define it. Look, instead of trying to come up with a new definition, a new paradigm through which to view life, how about we just view reality and come up with the policies that are going to be solutions for problems? Because some of the problems that we have already have existing solutions. We simply have not implemented them. So let's go back to what being a Republican used to mean, which is doing the work. We get it done. We look at a problem, evaluate the problem, write out a plan, follow the plan. That's it. So what you're telling me, Tiffany, as Republicans, what we need to do is actually be Republicans, be Republican and stay woke to what being a Republican is. Oh, and don't follow the slogans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you throw out a slogan. <laughs> I saw that look I'm on your throwing face. up a little bit in the back of my throat for everybody who can't see that. So what That's we really, what you would see if you were looking at me. So what we really want to do is focus on the specific policies. Because around the specific policies, when you bring them up, Americans truly have more in common than they have differences. That's and we right. can work out the differences, right? It, these if we, if these we focus the on different slogans policies. and all this nonsense that everybody gets quagmired into? No, I don't think so. I, th- I like that beat. That's your phone in it. It's my phone. <laughs> my phone in the end, right, as we end this segment, right? Beware. That's the only way I want to stay awake is when my, when my phone goes off. <laughs> is beware of those who, goes off. Beware of those who come with slogans, right? Uh, as, I want to uh, hear your slogans. One of my favorite people, a quote from uh, the movie Malcolm X is, right? It's people who use slogans, right, have generally come to hoodwink and bamboozle us. So be aware of that. And you've been listening to you've been listening to on the record with Kevin and Tiffany Solutions. on nine thirty a.m. The Answer, home of conservative talk radio. Solutions, no slogan. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent but Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer, and we need you to go to our website. SilentButDeadly.org. Take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at SilentButDeadly.org. And we're back with On the Record with Kevin and... Tiffany. On 9.30 a.m., The Answer. All right, Tiff. I know you you, you don't like to get too controversial, but I want to talk about a big issue right now is uh, support for the war in Ukraine. I'm okay with controversy. I'm I'm not okay with controversy for the sake of controversy. Sometimes that's the best one to have is controversy for the sake of controversy. I like solutions. I don't like nonsense and just talking trash. Well, let's talk about one. Let's talk about... uh, you, you, Ukraine, the war in Ukraine. Right now, mm-hmm. Republicans are, there's quite a few of us that are not pro-war in Ukraine. I know a lot of people in leadership in the party are for it, but common people, we're not. Let's talk about that. And let me give you my view on that, why I think that's the way that it is, right? My feel on that is that when it comes to Americans, right, helping Americans, keeping them jobs here for Americans, everything becomes a matter of Costs versus benefit, right? The dollar amount. They literally measure this in dollars. That's what caused the issue in Palestine, Ohio. That's why we have the issue in Jackson, Mississippi. It was a measurement of dollars. How much is it going to cost versus what can we get out of it? But yet in Ukraine, they are throwing billions of dollars at this situation with no thought of expense. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that I have. That's one of the problems I have. Second problem I have is that I remember going into the war in Iraq. I was like 28. Oh, I was 30. It's about 30, 31. I was very pro-war. 
in Iraq. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, let's go. Let's do it. Now I'm like, whoa. Everybody was. You know, what are the consequences of Most this? Most people were. So that's one of the things you know, there is that when it comes to Americans and, and preserving American lives, American jobs, it becomes a, it becomes a matter of how much is it going to cost us versus what are we, wh- how much are we going to cost and how much are we going to get out of it? What's the net profit versus when we help non-Americans, it's let's give them whatever they need, as much money as they need. So what's your comment on that? I think most people are in favor of helping the Ukrainians mm-hmm. uh, because of general principle, freedom. Okay. The, the the general principle of freedom, which which is what our country embodies. Okay. Okay, so that's one thing. These are separate issues. I think you're correct about the dollars. Um, and let's get more specific. What should happen? As Americans, when we went through this pandemic, one of the first things that we found out was that most of the world's resources, not just this nation, but the world's resources mm-hmm. were coming from the Wunan province, which is where uh, a lot of manufacturing is located. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, let's look at at dollars in that through that lens. Mm-hmm. The United States, many businesses will say, well, it's too expensive. To, you can't produce anything in the United States. It's too expensive. It's too expensive not to produce things exactly. in the United States. Look at what we just went through in terms of a, a pandemic and what we continue to experience after the pandemic in terms of supply chain shortages. Yeah, and I think there has to be this difference between understanding what the free market economy can actually solve versus what government can solve. Now, look, I know Republicans are as Republicans, we've been raised to think that, hey, uh, government is the problem. Not so much. Let's pause that because that essentially has become a slogan within a lot of the party. No, what what we've been raised to think is that big government, big government government control of a of a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and and government input on a bunch of things is problematic and that is that still remains true but there but the government oversight that is needed on things like for example uh in healthcare public private oh, partnerships public private partnerships we've seen very successful ones in the United States so to you know to say government is is bad is not true but when we're talking about business we're talking about business building business here mm-hmm. uh where government has been remiss i would say is is in the in notions where there where everything is so siloed and polarized we'll we'll throw we'll we will not count dollars when it comes down to uh, a war that's being fought on foreign soil fought by foreign entities, but we will count dollars when we're talking about uh, giving incentives to American businesses to build American infrastructure. Because guess what? When that war is over, we're going to give dollars to that nation to help build their infrastructure back, guaranteed. Guaranteed we're going to So let to me do push that. back on you. That's, uh, that's, so why aren't we doing that to build an infrastructure that we know needs to be built in this nation? This is true. Uh, and at least in allied nations that are, and think it through, allied nations that, the word that I just said there, allied, not nations that <laughs> that have already tried to blow us up and do all kinds of other things. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, let's go build them up. No. <laughs> allied nations in our hemisphere. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah but it, it still comes back down to the, like you said, right, it, when it comes to helping Americans, when it comes to preserving American jobs, right, uh, we we count dollars and cents, but when it comes to non-Americans, we tend to be open. The, we, we, we open our purses we and open it's unlimited. We open our purse strings and we count the value of the intangible, like freedom. Mm-hmm. Yet we don't count the value of intangible of the intangible of sovereignty, mm-hmm. which is what having our own built out 
economic system that encompasses us being complementary to business Mm -hmm. and to educating our workforce. And as as you hear often in in those private business meetings, retooling people, having a real plan for retooling. Let me tell you what retooling. Okay, I'm going to quote one of the people I disagree with like a million times to one a lot is Tucker Carlson, where he was asked the question on another my least favorite person in the conservative hemisphere, Ben Shapiro. Right. Uh, and let me digress a little bit. I always laugh when I see Ben Shapiro, who is a Harvard. He graduated from Harvard Law School as he goes out and he argues with a bunch of essentially a bunch of novices. Right. But he never really took that law degree, went in and practiced law with the big boys. Mm-hmm. Right. Neither, mm-hmm. So that's my gripe about him. But Tucker said, Tucker said something because he was asked the question, if you have a technology that's going to put that's going to put tens of millions of Americans out of work. What do you do in that situation? Right. And I agree with Tucker. You pause that technology and you have to figure something out because that and that technology is self-driving cars. Right. Self-driving trucks and cars. Uh, trucking is like one of, is the number one employer of males. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. of, of American males. Number one. Mm-hmm. Right. And from uh, and, and from uh, Ben Shapiro's perspective, you just let the technology come in, wipe out the jobs of other Americans. Right. Because they should have chosen better. Right. They should have made better choices and they wouldn't be in this situation, which is right, which is complete BS. That's, right. But that's how that decision is made. Right. So he mm-hmm. these people will support wiping out American jobs, but yet open up our wallets and pocketbooks to non-Americans because we're doing it on something beyond just dollars and cents. We're doing it based on the intangibles, as you said, intangible values, the quality of life. Mm-hmm. Right. When we don't do that here with our own people, we use slogans. Right. We use slogans to bamboozle us. Right. And not really focus on the real specific issue. Well, let's take it down to one industry. And, and it depends on who who's because you got the the uh, A.I. people about to make a truckload of money. You got the the trucking industry, the industry itself that's still that's going to be making money, because if you if you look at that, what is uh, the reason why it's OK is because the loss would be the expense of the trucker. That's yeah. an expense to that industry. Yeah, that's considered a human uh-huh. resource but that can be retooled. Let's, let's go look at uh, dialysis. We've got a pill that's been around for 10 years mm-hmm. that would that slows or stops the progression of kidney disease. Uh, a series of pills. It's a family of drugs called SGLT2Is, yep. sodium glucose transporter 2 inhibitors. It's a class of, of drugs. Some of the, the names you would know would be Farsiga and uh, Jardiance and Evocana. Yep. Those drugs impede or, or uh, positively affect diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, cardiovascular disease, and slow or, or stop the progression of kidney disease when uh, detected in, in when applied to kidney patients in stages one, two and three of kidney disease. All kinds of data mm-hmm. supporting it. The kidney world is saying that it's transformative. Yet. It's not being prescribed. Well, it's being the, prescribed. To, it's not being rate. prescribed to the rate that it should be. Yeah. And most people don't even know that this exists, you know. It would affect all sorts of things, amputations, but because you've got an industry on the on the back end of this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and and those in, that industry can lobby. They have lobbyists. They have all this stuff. Truck drivers, the individual truck driver doesn't have a lobbyist. No, nobody cares. You know, uh, they their unions may. Well, they don't but have they, unions. But, we but become anti-union, a, you're right? And that's you and know, that's pushed by the party. The party is very much anti-union. But, but I'm I'm saying that. There's not the the dollars put into that representation as there is put into representation for the PACs, et cetera, for the for that industry. So you see conversation happening in research circles around the world, but specifically in this nation. How do we get the doctors to prescribe the drugs? How do we do that? Differently? How do we do that? Well, we've dis- we we had to make a decision that w- what we were going to do 
uh, Texas Kidney Foundation did, which was uh, take to the airwaves and tell them. Yeah. And so <laughs> what you find in this. But, that's, but I say all of that to say that's what you're looking at here is that in, in that case. Everything's protecting this industry. We can't, we can't just run all these folks out of business. Mm-hmm. How do we get the doctors to do that? And, and how do we slow this down? And how do we, because that could impact 80% of, of uh, the people going on kidney disease, going on dialysis. Yes, let, let's, that could impact 80% of their business. Yes, that means 80% of the people who are going on dialysis wouldn't go on dialysis. So the people would be helped. But they don't have a pack. Mm-hmm. What, what, so it's really, do we help the masses or do we help the few, the elite, mm-hmm. is what it comes down mm-hmm. to. It's who's got the voice in it. Yeah. Who, who's, who it, whose bottom line is being affected? Let's take this up in the next segment. I want to discuss that with you. So you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin on 930 AM, The Answer, home of conservative talk radio. And we're back on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, home of conservative talk radio with On the Record with Kevin and... With Tiffany and Kevin. So, <laughs> so let's, let's go back to Let's this, circle back. Because I want, I want to finish what, what I was trying to say. This is where government can come in let me, and be helpful. Let me, okay, so what we're essentially talking about, and this is, a, this is a common theme on Tucker Carlson. I can't believe I'm plugging Tucker, but I am. Tucker Carlson's show is populism versus elitism, right? Do we, how do we profit uh, the many versus the few? Again. But it's, that's mm-hmm. a real, that's not just a slogan. Populism, the masses, mm-hmm. elite the few, which mm-hmm. is what we have, right? How? Because mm-hmm. in the last segment, we talked about uh, do you introduce technology that's going to wipe out 10 million jobs, right? Where only a few prosper, right? Or, and it's the same thing with, uh, with, with the medication for our dialysis and mm-hmm. diabetes, right? Do mm-hmm. we help the masses of people, right, while only a few prosper, right? So talk about that more with the drugs. Well, you know, here's where I say government can be the hero, Government can be helpful by and and government from a a from the perspective of what they're supposed to be mm-hmm. serving the people. Mm-hmm. That's where it's super important for government to be uh, proactive. Yep, and to understand that. And I and I saw that. Oh, I was I was really happy. Uh, uh, this week because uh, I got to. But this to is why government. when government's helping the people, this is why you have to be specific. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't use slogans. You can't use these broad cat, these broad nets, if you will, for all things, because well, every situation is going to be unique. It's every where it has to be specific things that need to be addressed. And it has to be uh, nonpartisan. Like government is supposed to be working on behalf of every individual. Mm-hmm. It, it shouldn't be. Uh, this person matters over this person. This group matters over that group. It should be what is going to be best for the collective. Yeah, but you have to do that. But the, on- the only way you can actually do that is you've got to look at each specific issue because yeah. trucking is going to be different than yeah. medical. Medical is going to be different than schooling. And right? that's where government is very important. It's supposed to be issue specific and nonpartisan. It yeah. should be issue specific and nonpartisan. And we say nonpartisan because the vast majority of people, if you when you break down the specific issues, they they generally are like ninety nine or ninety eight percent on point with one another, and the other one or two percent, they can work out the differences of that. I don't right? know if your percentages are right, but most people have. You know, like with health care, people want affordable health care. Yep. Everybody wants affordable health care. And yes, Republicans want affordable health care, mm-hmm. contrary to what a lot of people on the left think. We want affordable health care. Everybody wants affordable health care. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be something that that <laughs> caring about people has never been, never been exclusive to the Democratic Party. You, you can't go to a nonprofit anywhere in the United States and not find uh, Republican men and women working diligently for the good of people and causes causes across the board, from pets to health care to anything else that you can think of, to cancer, to mm-hmm. every single cause you can think of, they 
are there. You see people from both sides of the aisle there mm-hmm. it, because that and people with all types of different identities, yeah. uh, backgrounds and you need who want to work. And you need that, right? Because you you're going to see something that I don't see. I'm going to see something that you don't exactly. see. Exactly. And that's the importance of that. Right? That's yeah. It's the perspectives. It's having those different perspectives there and being adult enough to work through what the the limitations are mm-hmm. on on each side. Yeah, and 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 that's where I see people. It doesn't matter what their background. When they're not tie, when they're not strapped to these slogans. When you're nailing them down on specific issues, people are more in common. People have more in common. And then also the the uh, mm-hmm. the polls show that when you talk mm-hmm. specific issues, yes, right, people start lining up in a rational and have common sense. It's when you have on these non when you have these slogans, right? When you have slogans like you know when you have these polarizing. Slogans. Yes, polarizing slogans, right? That people, their brains cut off for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and they and they go into a defense mode. Versus, let's talk about very specific issues and let's address your concerns and my concerns, and we can come to some type of agreement around that. And that's why I'm saying in this political environment, don't get caught up with the slogans because the slogans are sent there and are used to divide you and to manipulate you. They they never address specific issues, right? So if you say, "Hey, I want to address," Healthcare, right? That's a specific issue with its own specific set of problems. I want to address school. That's a specific issue with a very specific set of problems. I want to address border line. I want to address the border issue and illegal immigration. Specific issue, specific set of problems. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is the reason why on that. Okay. And and there's complexity. There's in, a lot in of complexity of, in in each issue. There's complexity and nuances that have to be to that have to be addressed and, and aren't just a sound bite. Yeah, and oftentimes the complexity of those issues don't necessarily fit into a already pre-prescribed idea. Like my idea of free markets, right? Not everything can be solved by free markets. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do need government involvement to uh, to ramp that up, right? Mm-hmm. You, we see that in we see that throughout American history. The free markets don't solve all problems. Yes, a Republican said it. I am favor. I am in favor of but free markets. But never has the Republican Party said no government. It's always said the same thing. Big government, this expansive, ever expanding government hand. No, that that is what the Republican Party has has stood against. It is not that that anybody in the Republican Party has been like, no, we don't need government. No, that is not what what has been said. So it's, it's it's anti big government. See, but so that, let's get it right. It's overreach. I would say government overreach is what I would say. Yeah, sometimes exactly. big government is needed to bring in and enforce rules uh, around certain things to make sure that people are taken care of. If they would have had the, the right amount of government involvement in uh, in in Palestine, Ohio, right? We wouldn't have this issue if they had right. measured it more on the quality of people's lives. If this does happen, versus how much it's going to mm-hmm. cost us to simply pay these people off, make them shut up, and make them go away, mm-hmm. right? That that's that that's how that decision was made. And the same thing in Jackson, right? Let's do the minimum we can on uh, on the water supply and making sure everything is is good, right? Let's do the minimum we can. And if it doesn't, ha- and if it turns bad, hey, we'll just lie our way out of it and spin our way out of it or if it turns bad we won't be in office anyway by then yeah it's not it's not our neighborhood right yep right i don't live there yeah that's that's what a lot of people people operate under getting what it is you know what we're finding with some of these quote-unquote leaders is that you got these leaders that are there at the table only for themselves to eat they're not there at the table representing their constituents. They're there at the table representing themselves and how how big of a cult of personality they can make themselves. And if somebody benefits along the way, that's a, a good thing. I actually sat there and listened to uh, a very lovely, well-dressed, uh, seemingly great, uh, quote-unquote, advocate uh, – say that doctors shouldn't be shouldn't have to give right now uh there's a bill out that's that's against um that's that's trying to put some regulation around um how people are being charged and so people who do not have insurance are being charged significantly more by uh doctors and hospitals 
than uh people who So they're trying to make them show insurance. their prices, right? And so the yeah, so so the the committee on healthcare reform, which I'm just so thrilled with them, they <laughs> were like you need to show we we need transparency here. We're not telling you don't char- we're not telling you what amount to charge. We're asking you give us an idea of what should be charged for each service. Show us. Mm-hmm. And show us, show us what you're doing. You're going to tell something. You're going to say the, something makes me mad. I know that, it's coming. And the well-dressed doctor came forward for all the doctors and was just apologetic and sweet and nice. And he said, we shouldn't have to tell you that. I can't tell you what that price might be. I can't tell you how much that should cost. Because he said that was and, anti- and that's that and that it was and that it was anti-free markets and actually challenged a champion of free markets challenged him on his record and I sat there and it was it was really a, a gift from baby See, Jesus because uh, um. The committee stood up against it um, and and also revealed something that we didn't know, which was that uh, they had been they could not uh, trying to get transparency out of this that industry out of out of the the, medical industry, out of the medical industry, out of the doctors and out of the hospitals has been a major fight. And they said it on the record. Yeah, it has been because on their record, not on the record with (laughs) (laughs) But what you have, Tiffany, is essentially you have you have an industry, a medical industry, right? The medical industry is want is hiding behind the slogan of free market, right? When they're really a monopoly is what medical service is. If you don't Mm -hmm. think they're a monopoly, you try going without health you try living without health insurance or having a doctor, you'll find out really sick. And it was funny because the the uh so the chair was saying uh, I'm kind of nervous about going to to the hospital after having after having stood up to these guys. <laughs> he was like, "I'm nervous well, about going to the hospital." But essentially, what you have Texas. is this is an example of of medical in the medical field where you have people who are hiding behind a slogan and aren't addressing the real specific issues. And the specific issue here is: tell us what your prices are. Can you imagine going to the gas station and saying, "Hey, what's the gas price? Uh, we're going to roll the the spin the wheel here, and whatever it comes out, that's what we'll charge you." Yeah. You would lose your ever-loving mind, yeah. would you not? And, right. But what's you know we're going to charge you more. The uninsured are being charged more, which says something. They must be charging more to people who have some money. They must be going going and, and evaluating. Oh well, Mr. Johnson, I know he makes this amount of money. I know he's in this industry. We're going to charge him. So you have a group of people who are claiming free market principles who aren't following free, free market. market principles. Yeah. So basically, mm-hmm. we want to charge you whatever we want to and then hide behind a slogan. And oh, so yeah. remember, right, uh, it is a Remember, slogan. the devil is in a suit sometimes. He's <laughs> not. <laughs> he's not, He doesn't have a pitchfork and horns. He's showing up in a suit. Speaking humbly. Yeah, and just remember <laughs> this, right? Let us let's avoid being bamboozled and tricked with exactly. slogans. And you've been listening to nine thirty eight. You've been listening on the record with Kevin and Tiffany on nine thirty AM the answer, home of conservative talk radio. Straight talk. Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up on the record with Tiffany and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, on The Record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say, because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house, just like at ours. And we're back on, on The Record with Kevin and Tiffany on 930 AM, The Answer, home of conservative talk radio. We went a little bit off the rails on that one. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Hey, no problem. Why are you sorry? You always get mad at me. Hey, you shouldn't have let me go over and talk to. I was so happy to talk to that committee. 
So let, I mean, they okay. were awesome. You know, let's talk about that, right? So we always I always believe that we need people actually out there doing the work, you know. Uh, and they are. And, and, and showing examples of how the work can be done, right? That uh, So let's talk about uh, what's going on right now. Because I know you were in Austin last week, spoke at a committee. So walk me through that. Well, um, I went to talk, over, talk about Senate Bill 2180. That's Cody Harris. And, um, you know, Cody is a champion for the people. So, mm-hmm. of course, I'm going to show up for that. Uh, so I get there and I'm, and I, you know, I'm typical Baylor girl. Late? Got there early. Oh, you got no, there early. No, I got there early. Okay. Well, uh, no, no, I was a little bit late. But that, now that's Tiffany taking the wrong turn. I probably shouldn't be allowed to drive by myself. But anyway, we, we won't digress into that. <laughs> I got there and uh, I I wanted to listen to all of it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to listen to all of it. So I was sitting there listening to the other bills that were up before the committee, just, uh, just enjoying like, the how process. Many bills? There's quite a few bills that were put through the process. Yeah, right? so there were there were a number of them up. And then I got to see, uh, you know, of course, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Representative for Price. So he Wait was there. That's the guy whose number is not like the number four, right? Like the number four, F-O-U-R, yes. Uh-huh. And so he was there, and I just adore him. Is he from Beaumont? I'm sorry. No, I he's digress. not from Beaumont. Four Number four. Beaumont. Okay. Um, Representative Price, that's my husband trying to call you country. For <laughs> I was about to go there, ignore yeah. Ignore Kevin. It's like, what's his background? <laughs> Number four? <laughs> well, anyway, so he was there, and, you know, he has a heart for the people. So I, I knew it was going to be good. Like, mm-hmm. whatever he put forward would be good. Uh, and he was putting forward uh, 999, House Bill 999. Um, and so I, <clears throat> you know, I was there for that. It was really what made me drive down there and say yes. So this being process, there. But I actually was speaking for 2180. Okay, so this process actually involves people coming and giving their input and their opinion at, yeah. on these bills, right? Right. So it's, it's where groups like ours, uh, the Texas Kidney Foundation, we come in and we talk about you know, the effects of, of what this bill would do f- do for us or what it wouldn't do, you know. Okay, so essentially, if you aren't organized, if you're not aware of this stuff, if you don't have someone who's going to represent your viewpoints, it's potentially you, uh, your group of people could be cut out or the people that mm-hmm. you represent could be cut out of this process, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of posturing, especially in the healthcare field, because, you know, like Kevin can tell you, I've had, had uh, healthcare advocates call me up we don't want you speaking for us we need an articulate black we don't need you out there talking <laughs> <laughs> with all your god stuff and all the mess you talk we don't oh need you my out god there. yeah you've I heard those imagine. calls you've I've heard those, those calls. calls right so essentially this is your this is really the this is how the sausage is made yeah. as one of my democratic friends here in the city says this is how the sausage is made and this is a process that we believe that all, not that we believe that all people ados especially should be involved in yeah right yeah. we need to be involved in these processes and a aware of how these laws are passed and, and be aware of that. So you're there, you're, 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 you're involved in the process and continue. Yeah. Cause you know, I believe that, that uh, everybody that's going through kidney disease is very important. The, the people that are going through it, the people that will go through it and one in three are affected are at risk for kidney disease. One in seven have some stage of kidney disease and nine out of 10 of those that have it don't know that they mm-hmm. have it. So, you know, I'm representing a lot of people who don't have a voice. They don't even know that they should have a voice, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I roll in with that, and we're representing chronic and and uh, rare kidney mm-hmm. diseases, rare and chronic uh, kidney disease. So that that uh, is very important. I have a rare kidney disease, uh, but but I know, you know, but I rolls for the, the chronic as well. Yeah, <laughs> you and, know, and, so. and that issue isn't, <laughs> and that issue can't be solved by a slogan. Yeah, it simply it's not, cannot. It's a very specific issue, and that's what it's been all the way up until up until now. Because you you hear you hear the advocates saying early detection, early detection, but they don't do anything about that, and they don't even really know what early detection yeah. is. To be honest, yeah, it's with just you. like the lady who who's out there with her little little book on woke. They don't know what they're talking about, and they're not doing yep. anything about the problem other than 
talking about the problem, not not action towards solutions. And so we were there uh, to represent action towards solutions. And I'm going to stop here because I, I love this. I, I love talking about this. And this is an example of, a, of something that affects ADOS, the American descendants of the formerly enslaved, right? It primarily affects us if, oh, by the percentage, right? But we're looking to build coalitions. And we know that there are non-ADOS people who are also impacted by this. And their numbers are larger than ours. Mm-hmm. But we have a common goal, right? We're not just talking a slogan. We're not just out there saying, hey, we believe in early detection. We're defining Finding what early detection is. We're also mm-hmm. building coalitions with other people who who are, don't necessarily have our identity, the same identity that we take up, but they're Americans and they're impacted by it. And we're participating in the process together to come up with a common solution. Right? It doesn't primarily affect us. It disproportionately affects us. But when you start looking at those numbers, half of the people that are affected by kidney disease are white. Yep. We have we literally have every people group that is within the kidney disease family, if you will. There are diseases, there are specific genetic that specifically in a genetic sense affect uh, um, the Asian population disproportionately Mm -hmm. more. Uh, That would be polycystic kidney disease. Uh, IgA is one of those as well. You have uh, white people affected by FSGS. Yeah, in large numbers, uh, yeah. Yes, and, and diabetes-related uh, kidney disease. Uh, people talk about it in terms of diabetic nephropathy. Mm-hmm. That you, so it's, it's affecting all of us, yet uh, it's been given a black and a brown face when it really should be given the, the faces of the United Colors of Benetton because that mm-hmm. is, is what it is. It's, it's everybody... You know, and it's nobody. It's everybody. It's it's everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like when stuff is politicized, you you can quagmire in the the you politics can. of it. But anyway, when I got there, I was like, oh well, you know, it's it's the usual thing. And I start uh, listening, and I heard a fiery group going going after better health care outcomes for Americans and actually putting policy into place mm-hmm. that that addresses the big players, which would be the hospitals uh, and the doctors mm-hmm. that are servicing us. And they weren't bamboozled by the fancy suits, the horn-rimmed glasses, and the eloquent arguments. Mm-hmm. And that is something to be proud of. Realize that that's why government exists. Mm-hmm. That's why we have government. That's why we have elected officials. And I can tell you that it was across the board, too. We, there were Republicans and Democrats mm-hmm. uh, on this committee. There are. And they were in lockstep that people need to be put first in this process and not profits Put first, and we and that's a big thing that you and I emphasize. I know in our talks about the Palestine Ohio thing is that we're saying how is the decision made? Was it based on? And most decisions are based on profit and not the quality of life for people, right? And so we all know the fact that when it comes to chronic kidney disease or all these other chronic illnesses, it is oftentimes the process in which people are either diagnosed or in which technology or medications are deployed. It is those processes that are involved around that. And, uh, and so that is generally my gripe. And it was the gripe of the, of individuals there. One, they don't want to reveal their prices, mm-hmm. be consistent Two, They don't want to talk about the processes that they use to diagnose people. And are they even required to tell people and with chronic kidney disease, as is the same with those rare kidney diseases, they don't tell you, about your blood, about your uh, about your numbers, and your numbers being your lab work numbers. What those lab, what that lab work means, and oftentimes they'll see you progressing towards something, and they'll just monitor you versus sitting down with you and having a candid conversation of, "Hey, buddy, if you keep down this path right here, you have a dialysis machine in your future." Yep. Right. Or, "Hey, these set of things here, right, indicate this, and let's do additional testing." Yep. Right. And and here's here's a really sad part, right? At 
first I thought, oh, man, there's some type of conspiracy. And oftentimes there simply isn't. The physician or the primary care person simply doesn't know. They don't know. When, when we started looking into this, and I, and I was telling Kevin, this people... Because I most thought there's a conspiracy. Oh, my God. To, most people are not out trying to pull a fast one. But the assumption that I have is if you go by the swag that a lot of these physicians and primary care people take on, they know everything. Well, and first you of know all, nothing. you're not around a lot of PCPs. <laughs> you're not around a lot of primary care physicians. You're actually around most mainly nephrologists. Oh, they're and arrogant they do have well. a lot of swag. They do roll with a lot of swag. The specialists. Whenever you're dealing with the specialists, any of the specialists, then, then you know, the point. Part of the training is that they have to be confident in their decision-making. And it, when you instill confidence in people, then it manifests in a lot of different ways. You mean when you instill confidence <laughs> in insecure people? <laughs> so give them a little pass because they do a lot of great work. Okay, that's my, only, that's my, <laughs> my statement about that. Uh, primary care physicians to me and primary care practitioners – Yes, yeah, primary seconds, care practitioners ma'am. are a different animal because we're asking them to do a lot of things with a lot of protocols. So we need to be very specific when we're dealing with primary care uh, practitioners. And we haven't been. We haven't given them the knowledge that they need. And we, when, when I say we, I'm using the Queen's we. I'm talking about the medical industry. The medical industry has not given them the, the direct protocols and implemented them. Like, hey, this is what needs to be done here in stages one, two, and three. This is what we want you to do. They've given them a very lenient just monitor. Well, as long as you tell people to just monitor, that's what they're going to do. you got to change the protocol. Tell them a different set of rules. That's where big government comes in. And I saw it at work for the best. Thank you, uh, um, Health Care Reform Committee. Healthcare Insurance Reform Committee, y'all are the I best. would not say big government. I would say appropriate government intervention. Let's say that. Yeah, appropriate that, government intervention. So that not, way people. Not big government. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just said an anti, anti-us thing. Appropriate government intervention. There we go. You've been Government is, is necessary. You've been listening to On the Record with Kevin and Tiffany on 930 AM. The answer. Tiffany and Kevin. Home of conservative talk radio. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930 AM The Answer.